Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby and Vantage Performance CEO and founder Michael Thingland is with me too to look at the Net Promoter Score. Now you may be well familiar with the NPS as a means of measuring customer experience. You know, how satisfied are your customers with your company? And for marketers, it lets you know whether you're doing a good job or not. But Michael reckons it's also important as a means of measuring the value of your customers. Uh, so let's have a look at that on the uh, on the podcast today. First of all, a, a quick history lesson. Uh, where's the where's the net promoter score come from? I mean, it's it's been around for a while, but uh, maybe a, a decade. It's, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, didn't it? From from where uh, nobody was using it to all of a sudden everyone was using it in one way or another. Actually, one decade. Um, uh, that's when two two gents from Bain Consulting created the tool, and one of the main reasons why they did it, which every business or, or consultant who's ever used survey tools will will uh, will attest to is is you never get a consistent base because every time you do a customer survey the, the, you always tweak the questions and so you never get a really good base upon which to measure how you know are you improving and what they came up with they they simplified it and they worked out what the most important question that matters in business when it comes to sales and that is would your customers refer you you know we all, we all know that referrals is the easiest form of form of sales and and so they, they designed this, this, this very short three-question survey around that one most important question. And it also applies for the employee version as well, which is, would you recommend others to work here? And then the follow-on question two is, you know, why did you give us that score? And then the third question is, how can we improve? But that first score, that first question, and, and, and the net promoter score that you get, that question never, ever changes. So you can benchmark the business you know, every quarter or real time as Apple does now and, and most major banks NAB does um, uh, in Australia. And it's becoming very, very widely used because it's consistent and it's the most best way to calculate the strength of your customer relationships. Right, and that, that relationship is only strong if you're getting like a 9 or 10, isn't it? I mean, companies that think, oh, 5 out of 10, that's good enough. Um, it, it's not good enough, is it? You, no, it's not. You, you've got to basically be in the top 20%. You end up with three buckets. So those that rate you between 0 and 6, they're what's called your, your detractors. They're, they're customers who actively go out of their way to, to badmouth you on social media and with their friends. 7s uh, and 8s are passives. So they're, you know, they're, they're content, but they're not going to go out of their way to recommend you. And their nines and tens, as you would imagine, are active promoters of you. They are your ambassadors, whether they be customers or employees. And obviously, it's all about moving those buckets along from left to right uh, and, and trying to get as many many promoters as possible. So marketing uh, people use it, uh, sales departments use it, operational and customer support areas use it, can be used right across the business. I've used it because uh, I work for in marketing for an internet company. It's actually a, a good forecasting tool because it tells you how loyal your customers are likely to be. Exactly. And and so we've seen the power of this tool. I mean, we've been using it for at least three years now. And you know, one of the really, really secret tools in a turnaround situation is trying to get as much intel from the, the the workers on the floor all employees across the business in general and not just the senior management team so it acts as a, as a fantastic tool and those you know, questions two and three you know what did you score us this way and, and how can we improve you get a lot of rapid intel from the, the entire workforce which complements all the management interviews that you do so you get a, a lot of really good identification of issues but also lots of really good solutions and if you can you know we've talked about this issue before if you can go back to the workforce when you're 
communicating the turnaround plan and what it means for them, as soon as they see some of their initiatives in the mix, that gives them a huge boost and they realise that actually you know, what we say does matter. The management is now listening and, and it actually just helps you, um, you know, fast track you know, uh, and solve some of those cultural issues that were evident, such as you know, poor communication or management's not listening or, or any of those things. So it, it just acts as a great galvaniser. Uh, a great information source, and, and, and you get some fantastic initiatives uh, quicker than you otherwise would. So we've seen the power of this tool, and you know, we've realised you know, this tool is only being used in a very, very narrow band just to do customer and employee surveys. Um, and what we've realised, when you, when you think about how businesses are valued, and, and this is what this you know, obviously topic's all about, is using the NPS survey now in uh, mergers and acquisitions because... Up until now, the typical way you value goodwill is an accountant, you know, we'll use a financial formula, and we've done them plenty of times as well, uh, where you multiply earnings by a multiple, uh, that gives you an enterprise value, uh, and then you subtract from that the net assets of the business, and that difference is goodwill. So it's the value yeah. that someone's prepared to pay over and above the net assets of the business. Now, it's well, a, that doesn't tell you how that doesn't it, tell you how satisfied the customers it are. It doesn't tell you. It's a, a measure of goodwill. It's a financial um, calculation, a derivative of, of goodwill, but it doesn't. It doesn't, actually doesn't measure goodwill. It measures the financial impact of the strength of the, the underlying goodwill of the business at a point in time, and it's always typically um, retrospective. Now, what what you yeah. really want to try and tap, tap into is the strength, as you said, of, of the, the real strength of the customer relationships because that's what's going to drive your revenue going forward, not historic sales. And also your ability to, to uh, keep productivity high and, and keep growing the business and, and keep innovating, you know, the, the strength of your employee goodwill is what's really most important there. So what we've realised is actually measuring, using the NPS score in a valuation sense is actually one step ahead of the financial metric and is is more important in working out the underlying value and the stability more importantly of the business and so you're saying it should be it should be listed as an asset on your balance sheet in effect not as an asset but another way for if you're looking to buy a business and and certainly we're, we're now recommending this um, to any of our clients who are looking at buying businesses or indeed if we're looking to sell a business i mean we already use this now when we're trying to sell the turnaround plan to a financier we actually use if they've got a really good score we actually use this in the, in the conversation to demonstrate the underlying strength of their customers and, and, and the culture to give them extra comfort so that's where this idea came from is well we can go one step further so if mm. you're looking to buy a business you don't just want to look at the valuation based on a financial construct you actually want to understand the strength of the employee relationships and the customer relationships behind the scenes because that gives you a lot more comfort to the the maintainability of those earnings and those sales and so if, it, if it's a if it's a high strong score then then that's peace of mind you know you, you know well if you're if you are paying a little bit above odds um, then you what you wanted to that's okay because I know that there's a really really strong customer and employee relationship in the business which has been independently verified by a consultant using the NPS survey tool on the flip side if you're looking to pay you know three or four times earnings for a business and, and, and they're wanting more for it. And as part of your due diligence process, you request that you know they do an NPS survey and it turns out that they've got a negative 10% or whatever, a, a concerning score. 
then that is a red flag to either um, walk away from the deal or to to negotiate use it to negotiate down the price of the deal because historically it might have had great earnings and therefore they're just using that as a justification to ramp up the multiple that you've got to pay but if you see that the actual customer score is actually low or declining then it it's an early warning sign that there are issues there that you couldn't possibly pick up in a typical financial due diligence process yeah. and that's why we're seeing it this this could be the next evolution of, of and, and a fantastic tool to use in, in M&A acquisitions, mergers, sales, et cetera, because it is the best marker of where goodwill really sits. Are they always comparable, though? Is one company's implementation of Net Promoter Score the same as another one? I mean, and the reason I ask that is because it, it really does depend on how it's implemented, doesn't it? So I've seen situations, for example, and you've probably had this, where you phoned a, a, you know, a phone company that might not be particularly good, mm. uh, and you're having a problem with them, and they say, sure, I'll solve all of these problems mm. for you. And at the end of the call, they say, by the way, you know, how likely would you to be, based on today's experience, how likely would you be to recommend us to, uh, yeah. to a friend? And you'd go, well, you know, um, this is great. It's been great service. I'll give you an eight or a nine. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, two weeks later, they still haven't done what they said they were going to do. Mm. And you go, God, I wish I could take that eight yeah. or nine back now. Yeah, no. I mean, it's so it, yeah. it, there's different ways that this is used. Aren't it's there? got to be done after the fact. So, and so if you, and what we're talking about here today is more so around a, a potential buyer of a business using yeah. this as a extra level of due diligence um, right. in, in their process. So you, you would... You so you're calling copy. people up cold or you're contacting people cold well, and, and asking I, them this I question. I wouldn't even be doing that. It's got to be sent via email or via text to your customer base uh, and also to your employee base and, um, and, and you know, by an external consultant. And, and that way you can get objective results back. And it's, you know, it can't be done over the phone because people feel pressured yeah. in, in, in that sort of environment. It's got to be done independently um, and, and where they uh, simply receive a link to, to assess their their interaction with the business as an employee or, or as a customer. Uh, and, and, if, and this is the other secret to it. If if you're wanting to do a, a customer survey using this tool or an employee survey and the potential of business that you're going to buy, the management team say no, then that that actually could give you the answer already that, that you were looking for is why. Because why? You know, unless they've recently done a survey and they don't want to annoy their customers, fair enough. But but a lot of, a lot of them don't do it regularly. So um, use this as a tool to get a... a deeper insight into the underlying the real now in our mind the, the real value of the goodwill is is what do your customers currently say what do your employees currently say and this tool is the best window into that and not and to complement not to replace but to complement the typical financial metric of using or, or calculating goodwill. So, I mean, over that accounting formula that you talked about, how much of a premium, if you have a really good, strong net mm. promoter score, what sort of premium over the sort of standard accounting approach would you expect? You could get at least an extra multiple. Uh, you know, rather than get three times, you could get four times or six times, right. you could get eight times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's peace of mind. If, if, if you know, and most businesses are bought using leverage of some, some, some form, whether it's equity or debt. So if you can... And there's always a risk. It just takes a lot of the risk out of buying a business um, or it reduces the risk greatly. If you if you know that, okay, you've got three years of strong earnings, that's one thing. It doesn't guarantee you're going to have another three years strong ahead. But but if you can get an extra level of comfort, which the NPS survey can give you, then then you're willing to pay more. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Mm. Great to talk. Uh, I won't ask you if you've uh, done a net, net promoter score on yourselves. Well, maybe I will. Have you? 
Yeah, we have. Yeah, we 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 do it every year. Uh, our customer MPS customer MPS survey um, typically ranges between eighty to eighty five percent positive, right? Negative one hundred to positive one hundred. So we measure it, and we measure it with our um, employees, but also with our referral partners. Well, thank goodness for that. Uh, you've scored well. Look, I'll send you the text message <laughs> so you can tell me how I'm doing. Uh, it all makes perfect sense. A great way of valuing a business. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Phil. And that is the Vantage Performance Podcast. That was uh, Michael Fingland. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll catch you here again very soon. Back here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.